this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Nude Cruising. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode 52 of the Naturist Living Show. My name is Stéphane Deschain. I'm your host for this podcast, and I'm also the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And I want to thank every one of you who's listening, all the thousands of people, the uh, sometimes hundreds of thousands of people we're getting. But I want to thank you specifically for listening today and listening to this show. And I want to thank all the people who have been very actively sharing the show on their Facebook, Twitter, podcasts, Google+, all types of social media. Uh, some people have been very, very active, and, and it's very much appreciated because it doesn't just help the show. This show is about spreading the word, spread, telling people all about naturism. And uh, the more you share this show, the more you like Bear Oaks, the more you... Uh, put uh, emphasis and comments and and post it and cross-post it and share it around the world, the more people will discover naturism, the higher we will rank in the uh, cyber world out there, and uh, the more you will do to make naturism mainstream. So thank you and keep it up and don't stop. I got a comment from uh, Stephen, uh, who is the webmaster for AANR East, and uh, he actually called in and left a voicemail. So uh, rather than repeat what he said, I'll let him uh, tell you directly. Hi, Stefan. This is Stephen Stoller. I'm the webmaster for Anner East, the eastern region of the American Association for Nude Recreation. I'm also the person who has developed the Anner East Android app um, that's on um, Google Play. Um, just search for aanr-east.com. I'm listening to the um, uh, podcast of the Naturist Living Show, of the, the one about Mormon nudists, and I noticed that you announced that it's available on Stitcher. Well, for the past six months, um, your show has also been available on our Android app. We don't have an iPhone app, but it's on our Android app. Um, and I would guess that you've been getting a lot of hits on it from uh, from there. Basically, there's a button you could press with an icon for the Naturist Living Show, and then all of the episodes come up, and you could download it or... Um, to listen to later, or you could stream it, or uh, you know, or, or whatever. Um, and when a new episode comes up, it's automatically listed. So again, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for putting it uh, in the app. That's fantastic. I really appreciate the support. And everyone should uh, go and download the app if you have an Android device and show your support for Anner East and what they're doing as well. <laughs> Thank you. 
The uh, trip to France that I announced uh, a few episodes ago is almost done. We are recording this in February of uh, 2013, if you're listening later on. so. But if you're current and you're just listening right after it's come out, we've extended the deadline for booking until uh, March 22nd. It was going to be February 28th. But... Uh, a lot of people have shown interest. I understand it's a very far from July to make your plans, but in order to get the special pricing we have, we need to uh, book uh, the accommodations ahead of time. We need to; they need to know how many we have so they can set them aside. Uh, we have about, I think it's about a dozen uh, bungalows booked already. Um, Twenty, I think it's twenty-seven people. I don't remember the exact number. Maximum is fifty, so there is room still if you're interested in coming. Um, I'll provide a link in the show notes so that you can uh, go directly there and contact and get more information. So if you're interested, please book soon. Um, we have enough people that the trip is going ahead, and that's fine if it's a smaller number. We don't need to be fifty, but if people are interested, and we've heard lots of interest, but the people have not booked yet. You need to book soon. We we have to finalize this and we have to close it. So you have until March 22nd. So it is February, uh, February 2013. Again, if you're catching up into the future. And while we're in the southern part of Canada, where the most southern part of Canada, well, not absolutely most, but southern Ontario, and north of Toronto is very much, very much further south. If you look on a map, we're almost at the same uh, latitude as Boston, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. We are, uh, you would drive almost completely east to go to Boston, Massachusetts, other than you have to get around the lake. But so Ontario doesn't get a ton of snow. It's certainly not by any stretch of the imagination the coldest part of Canada at all. It's actually quite warm most of the winter. We don't get very much snow, but it's still cold. And what we all like to do in Canada is go away for a little while in the winter and uh, recharge, let our bodies uh, get warm again, let our skin generate that vitamin D with a little bit of sun exposure, and just basically be able to take it all off for a little while again before we come back. To, to, to beautiful winters. I'm not saying there's not beauty in the winter. It is beautiful. The, the snow and the, the light and, and the crispness of the winter. But it's nice to be warm again. So with that in mind, uh, my wife Linda and I were very privileged to take part in the Big Nude Cruise. This was the 50th cruise organized by Bare Necessities. Uh, nude Cruise, of course. And uh, they've been doing it since '92. And uh, this was their biggest one yet. They chartered the biggest boat they could find because they wanted to celebrate. So we traveled to uh, Fort Lauderdale and we left in what must have been uh, the worst snowstorm of the year. The year's not over yet, but it was a lot of snow. I mean, it was, uh, if you look in the news, in the eastern seaboard of the United States and uh, eastern Canada, central Canada was hit pretty badly by this snowstorm. And uh, we weren't sure we were going to leave. We, most, most flights were canceled. And certainly when we got to the airport the Friday, just one day before the cruise was leaving on a Saturday, we went to the airport and only three or four flights out of the dozens and dozens on, on the board at that time were on time. I don't know how that's possible. Somebody was looking out for us. And uh, we got on the plane. There certainly was a big delay taking off. Uh, we, we actually uh, boarded 
right on time, but then there was a delay pushing back because there was so much snow. When we were, I was sitting um, and looking out the window, I couldn't see anything because the window of the plane was completely covered in snow. And uh, we uh, went to the, uh, the de-icing pad, and that took several hours waiting to be de-iced. And then as soon as you're de-iced, of course, you can't wait for the snow to build up again. So right away, we're on the runway to take off. And you can't see anything. It's just white out outside the window as we're taking off. And the plane rolls down the runway and takes off, and you see nothing. You don't, I mean, you can feel you're not on the ground anymore, but you can't see it. You can't see, you couldn't see the ground when you were on the ground. You certainly can't see anything when you're in the sky. And then suddenly, we pop through the clouds. And it was perfectly clear, of course, because we're above the storm and the sun is setting in the distance because we're looking directly west as we're taking off. And it was just beautiful. And of course, a few hours later, we were in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, stayed the night and boarded the cruise ship the next morning. And uh, it was uh, it was interesting. It was only my second cruise. It was Linda's first cruise. Uh, I hadn't been on a cruise for decades. Uh, this was a much, much bigger ship than we'd ever been on before, um, well, that I'd ever been on before. And uh, it everything was just like a regular cruise, of course, because in port you have to be dressed and everyone was dressed. Um, but uh, so we, we, we are settled in our cabin and we went to the... Uh, uh, to the main pool deck and we sat around and uh, after uh, about uh, half an hour this is what we heard And from there on, it was a nude cruise, and it was much better, of course. And it was actually a, just a fantastic experience. So while I was on the cruise, I had a chance to meet a lot of people. And actually, I want to thank everyone that, I, that came up to me and said hi. It was, uh, it was heartwarming to know that so many of you uh, on the cruise who were listening uh, to the show uh, took the time, took the effort to come and say hi and chat and shake my hand and... Uh, uh, I'd name everybody that I met, but there were too many, and I'd, I'd, I'd be afraid, of course, to forget some names, because sadly, I'm very bad with names, which is uh, it just really frustrates me that I can forget people's names so easily. So my apologies to anybody whose names I don't remember when I meet you. Um, but it was wonderful to meet everyone out there. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on the cruise. Thank you for taking the time to um, come and say hi, and... Uh, 
thank you, of course, for listening. But while I was on the cruise, I also met uh, Nancy. Uh, Nancy Tiemann is, uh, her and her uh, husband, Tom, were the ones who started Bear Necessities and still own and operate it. And I sat down with her to uh, learn a little bit more about uh, how this happened and what they do. I'm Nancy Tiemann. I'm owner and president of Bear Necessities Tour and Travel Company. And this is a very special cruise, I understand. Well, it's the big nude boat, which is what we've dubbed it, and uh, it's the largest nudist cruise we've ever done. So we're very excited about that. And it's also your 50th cruise, right? Oh, yeah, it is. I can't believe it, but it sure is. <laughs> so how did this all get started? Well, I think like like lots of people, we stumbled onto a situ- or into a situation where people were being socially nude. For me, it was at Club Orient, Orient Beach down in St. Martin while I was on vacation. And it turned out to be one of those when in Rome kind of situations. And I came away from that experience, which was a very positive one for me, um, wondering what else was available out there once I got home from vacation. And that's how I became acquainted with the AANR and the Nature Society and uh, found some other clubs and resorts in Florida as well as a small club in, in my own area outside of Austin, Texas. And I began to enjoy social nude recreation. And what, uh, whenever I would sit down with a group of people and we would be talking, the common thread in the theme of conversations was, wouldn't it be great if we could do a real upscale uh, vacation product for, for nudists. And I began to think what would be the best way to do that where we would sort of have our privacy not be in people's face, you know, have our privacy in a cruise ship came to mind. And it wasn't an original idea. There was another company that tried to do it and did, did not, was not able to do it. And so we took somebody's good idea and made it good. And uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. It was a good experience the first time, so we just continued to do it. So obviously it's working well now. You've got 3,000 on this ship, and there's a few every year. The first time, though, did you did it work? Did you actually make money? Um, yes, I think that we did make money. I, we, we must have because we had enough money to buy the next ship. So, uh, But we were clueless. You know, I was a banker, and my husband and my partner now was a, was an attorney. And so we really didn't know anything about the travel business at all. Um, but we knew that there was a market. And so we went with what we were passionate about and believed in, and in, in spite of what some people in the business were telling us, which was not to do it. And uh, it was actually the owner at the time of, of uh, Cypress Cove, um, Jim and Pete Hadley, and they have since both passed. But he said, he said to us, and I think he was fairly renowned in what he was doing, and he said, if you sail it, they will come. And he said, Pete and I will be there. And I knew just with his endorsement that I'd have at least 200 people from Cypress Cove going. And that's one of the largest clubs in our country. And so, um, and so it was. And he and Pete were on that first cruise. He didn't make it to the second cruise, but Pete sailed with us for several years after. There were a lot of naysayers, but there were also people that I respected within the community that really believed what I did, and that was that there was a market for it. So you, you certainly seem to be going against the, uh, the story that's out there that there's a declining interest in naturism or nudism and uh, that there's no market and that uh, nudists are cheap and don't want to spend any money. Um, do you have any advice for those clubs that are having a hard time? I really don't. I don't know what the, you know, people, people often ask me that 
question or, or similar question. You know, if if this is so, how can you be filling up cruise ships, uh, 3,000 passenger cruise ships? And I just, it all comes back to having a passion and having a belief and, and providing a service. I think the service industry, I'm certainly not directing this to any club or resort in our country, but the service industry by and large in our country has really gone by the wayside. And I think if you're willing to take care of your people, um, provide a service, you know, a good service for a good dollar, that uh, people will, will respect that and use your facility. Um, it's the only thing that I can think of that I do different than I think a lot of companies and icons of the American society is no longer doing. And I answer our, we answer our own phones and um, uh, I think that that's a, a huge part of it. People do spend a lot of money at clubs and on cruise ships and that sort of thing and they want to be able to talk to you and ask questions and I think that we have to be more open to that because what we're doing here and what the clubs and resorts around our country are doing are supporting a community of people um, and growing a community of people while while that community may not be um, partaking in card-carrying Easter-ism, they still are enjoying this as a choice for vacation, and we have to respect that. And while they may not want to be a member of something per se, this is still a choice for a vacation, and we should be making some sort of concessions to draw those people into our clubs and resorts around the country. So you've, uh, this is over 50 cruises, is there something or things you've tried that didn't work? Ah, yes, early on, um, early on we were encouraged to make, uh, make it open to families and children. And, uh, and we thought that that was the best way to stay in, um, within the, the um, what's the word, the, the bylaws and the uh, decorum of the AANR. What we found from our passengers was that this was a mom and dad and grandma and grandpa type getaway. They didn't, you know, the next week they might be bringing their kids to Disney World or something, but this was a vacation that they wanted to take on their own. They, they, they appreciated the fact that on our cruises there weren't a lot of children running around. So we chose to limit, decided to keep it at that, really by the request, a lot of people ask me why is it adults only. It was really by the request of our, our customer. Uh, what what we began to see is just nobody. We actually did. It was our second or third year. We uh, we decided to try what we did on ships. We we took over a resort in Jamaica. It was not a traditionally nudist resort. It was a regular resort, but it had the privacy. It had its own beach, and uh, it was called Dragon Bay Villas. And uh, we took over that resort with the idea that we would have a, and we got a very good price on it, where we would uh, have a, a family-type gathering, where it, the price would be good enough to where you could bring your kids down. There would be swim instructors. There would be nature hikes and somebody doing arts and crafts as well for the kids while the grown-ups enjoyed themselves. And uh, it was two weeks back-to-back. -back. It was $700 a person, all included except your flight down there and your alcoholic beverages. I mean, it was just unheard of prices. Three children in two weeks. Two of them were teenagers. One of them was a five-year-old. So that spoke loudly to me, that this is a vacation that people choose to take away from their kids and that they like to take their kids to the resorts or, or have other vacation opportunities with their children. So we listened to our people and, and followed 
followed that. And so uh, what's the future for Bear Necessities? More the same. More the same. People have been asking me this week whether we're going to go larger. I think this is about it. I, I think that there's a there's a point in which larger is not necessarily better. Um, it's nice to be able to arrive at this place and know that there's still a market out there for larger cruises. I think that this class ship is, is nice. Um, I don't foresee us doing a 6,000 passenger ship. I think I would lose the sense of community there, and, and I really like... Be, you know, running across people that I've known for years and, and being able to sit down and, and chat. I think you get too large and you lose that sense of, of camaraderie and community. Now, we're on Carnival, but you do some other cruise lines as well. How are you, uh, what's your relationship with cruise lines? How do they view your business? Well, it's a lot differently than they did 22 years ago. Uh, 22 years ago, of course, we were just picking up the phones and, and dialing up cruise lines, charter incentive departments, and they would just hang up on us, thinking it was a prank call. And today they actually get on airplanes and come visit us in our offices and, and uh, encourage us to use their ships. So our relationship is a good one with the cruise lines. Uh, I, owe, I think we owe a lot of that to our, our, our customer. Our clientele is a very happy group of people. They're very laid back and much more easygoing than the traditional cruise a goer on a traditional cruise. So uh, the cruise lines like us. Plus we bring, because we're, we're our, uh, 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 adults only, um, we bring a full ship of, of drinking age, gambling age people along. So it speaks, speaks loudly to their bottom line. So um, we get, uh, we get um, a lot of calls now from the cruise lines where we used to have to call and go to them. Now they come knocking on our door. So. It's nice. We, we work with uh, a couple of the large cruise lines um, and fleets, Carnival, of course, being one, and they own, um, they own the Princess Line, they own Holland America and uh, Cunard and uh, one other Italian line. We also work with Royal Caribbean, which owns Celebrity. So those are the two largest cruise lines in the world with several fleets underneath of them. And so that's a good place to be. So, uh, tell us about uh, the upcoming cruises or products you have for the next year. Well, we have a lot in the water right now. We're very excited about this. And uh, we have this cruise, of course, this week. And this, this year we have a, a Tahiti cruise that sold out in April. And in the summer we have a cruise sailing out of Stockholm for the Baltic. We're staying overnight in Russia. It's going to be a very exciting exciting cruise. We still have a, a little bit of space on that ship. We have a New Year's cruise, um, round trip St. Martin on a very upscale five plus star vehicle, the Terra Moana for New Year's 2013 going into 2014. So we actually have four cruises this year. And of course we have the Holland America next year, uh, about the same time as this year's, February 9th through 17th. And uh, then we have Fiji next year as well. And we're presently looking at some itineraries in the Mediterranean for next year as well. And some of those are much smaller boats as well. Yes, we do everything from large cruise ships all the way down to the boutique sailing vessels and motor yachts. And uh, is it, how affordable is it? Well, the larger ships, of course, cater to every pocketbook and that's why we do them. This is, this is why these are so popular because it, it's, there's a price point for everybody 
Arts pocketbook. Um, the smaller boutique sailings are a little bit pricier. Certainly the New Year's, simply because it's over New Year's, is, is a pricey time of year to go. Um, but on, on our cruises, they start anywhere from $750 a person and go upwards to $37,000 a person. So um, we have a, a wide variety of, of, uh, of cruise vacations to offer. So Nancy, of course, is uh, you know a long-term tried-and-true naturist, nudist, um, and she um, she's not phased by any of this. But what was more interesting, of course, is there was about three thousand passengers, but it was also about twelve hundred crew. And so I had the opportunity to interview uh, Henny, who is the uh, cruise director on the ship. The cruise director is not the captain, but the cruise director is responsible for all the activities on the ship. He's responsible for everybody having a good time and making sure everything's happening. So um, he actually had a lot more contact uh, with all of the uh, naturist and nudist uh, passengers. And uh, so I decided to sit down with him and interview him about what the experience was like for him. Uh, my name is Henny van Heerden. Uh, I'm a cruise director for Carnival Cruise Lines, and uh, I've been working for Carnival for eight years. I started as a waiter and I worked my way up, and uh, now I'm, as a cruise director, in charge of all entertainment activities on board the ship. So eight years, how many nude cruises? One. This is the first one right here, the first nude cruise. Yeah, it's um, my second charter. The other one was a, was a different group. Uh, it wasn't a nude cruise or anything like that, but... Uh, I'm used to doing charters, you know, but uh, first nude cruise, and, and I'm having a good time. So, uh, were you a little worried ahead of time? Um, no, you know, we, we did uh, the whole sensitivity training, is what we call it, you know, so uh, we prepared properly for it, and, uh, you know, um, they told us, listen, just be yourselves, and uh, enjoy yourselves, and then that's what we did. So, uh, I, I haven't found any moment during the cruise where I was uncomfortable or anything like that. In fact, I've had more fun on this cruise than I do on a regular cruise. Oh, why do you think that is? Well, people are just happy, you know. I mean, uh, they're just a good, friendly bunch, you know. So if you, if you're already coming in with that attitude, then it makes it so much easier for us to uh, to enjoy. Now, was the crew apprehensive at all ahead of time? No. Um, a lot of people have been asking me this cruise. Uh, did some of the crew have the option to opt out of the charter or anything like that? They never gave us that option. But at, in the same breath, I don't think anyone. I've, I haven't heard anyone complain about it being a nudist cruise. No one even remotely said, I don't want to do this, right? They all just went ahead with it. It's just a regular cruise for us, the way we need it to happen, you know, as far as the operation is concerned. So, uh, yeah, I think it worked out really well, and I don't think any of the crew are, are, are feeling any kind of discomfort or, or anything like that, you know? So open minds is, is the crew of the freedom, you know? So, so that's good. Are we different in any way in terms of the other cruises? Um, yeah, you know... Uh, the, 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 basically, the way people perceive the cruise is different, right? Obviously, it's a charter. It's been bought by the company to rent the ship out, right? So that makes it a different feel in, in, in respect of um, there's another staff of people that are handling certain issues. You know, for instance, the, the bare necessities themselves. They have their own agenda going on and their own group of activities and things, you know. And for the most part, I, I wasn't really involved in all of that. But what I can see from these people going to these activities, it's, uh, it's, it's lovely. They're enjoying it, you know. So whatever bare necessities has supplied extra to the cruise to enhance the experience has helped us 
make our jobs a lot easier, right? So it's a different cruise in, in respect to the activities on board and, and what's going on, you know, but uh, for, for the most part, I think it's a regular cruise and, you know, that difference wasn't such an impact that it would uh, change the way we do our, our work, you know, so. Well, I've, uh, I certainly have no problems finding towels. In fact, I'm not sure I've ever seen so many towels in my life. Is, is that typical of the other cruises too? Of course not. Um, towels are readily available on, on every cruise, just by normal. But, uh, you know, because of the etiquette style of the, of the nudist groups, you know, obviously where you sit down and you are naked, you're going to have to go and sit down on a towel and so on. So as part of Bare Necessities, as part of Carnival, we, um, we made sure that we have enough towels on board so that everyone has it easily accessible. And uh, that in itself makes it so that you don't have to worry you know as a naturist you don't have to worry about where's my towel or carry it with you the whole time because every venue you go to you will find fresh towels waiting for you there so i think it was a great thing to prepare and i think it's a great convenience for everyone on board uh, who needs towels i gather out of three thousand people most people are good but we've had some issues with some people not uh, getting dressed when we're in port yeah um like uh, Bear Necessities has told me, uh, one-third of the people on board are new people, right? I'm not saying they're new to naturism, I'm saying they're new to cruising maybe, right? And some of the regulations that are enforced, of course, as part of the etiquette of naturists, have not been going to plan, right? So uh, people have been sitting down in places without towels, people have been on their balconies as we enter port uh, naked and stuff like that, and they're just not, you know... They just don't get it. It's illegal, right? I mean, to the countries that we're visiting and, and also to the United States, right? Which is um, the flag of the vessel. You know, it's, it's, we're run by an American company. So um, that issue has been rectified now. You know, most people are adhering to it. You know, we have dealt with it. But uh, it comes down to uh, basic etiquette that, that the nudist community themselves enforce, you know, which I was very, very uh, glad to hear. You know, but uh, the fact that there are people, the bad apples out there, that, that weren't adhering to it, it was... It was a little bit of a hiccup, but uh, nothing we can't handle, you know, so. And uh, if uh, some of the crew or staff wanted to, uh, part on their time off, take their clothes off, would that be acceptable? Uh, that's a no. Um, that's a no. We, have, we as a company have to portray a certain um, amount of, you know, obviously professionalism, and uh, we, we are all ambassadors for Carnival Cruise Lines, right? So us taking our clothes on, I, I don't feel it would be appropriate uh, to take our clothes off, uh, you know, while we're working or anything like that, you know, so um, I'm sure there might be some among the crew who, who would be open to, to naturism or anything like that, you know, but uh, for the most part, I don't think Carnival Cruise Lines would, uh, would, would be like, because that's not, that's a, it's not something that the, co the company wants to uh, obviously um, uh, promote, you know, as we said, this is a charter cruise, the ship has been bought by another company and rented for a week, so for all intensive purposes, it's their ship, all right, but we are still employees of Carnival Cruise Lines, and we have to uphold our high standards. So I guess you'll have to wait till you get off the ship. Pretty much, yeah. Wait till I get off the ship, and then I can go. Uh, then I can go wherever I want, you know. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> A funny little side note is um, when I first uh, approached Henny in the hallway because I had to find him. He's a very busy person, always everywhere. And uh, he looked at me and he said, "I know you." And I was kind of puzzled. He said, "You're on Kenny versus Spenny." And what's funny about that is that that show I did about, oh, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, um, that's when it first ran, and uh, that people still see um, me on that show. I mean, I was on one episode of a show that ran for two or three years, and my role in that show is only a few minutes out of the full half-hour show. 
So that people remember me uh, from that show always amazes me, but it keeps happening. In fact, it happened last week. I was in the Apple store uh, buying some accessories for my uh, Mac, and uh, a young man, a teenager, uh, probably about 16 years old, looks at me and he comes by and goes, do you know the show Kenny versus Penny? And I said, yeah, that's me. And so I said, oh, cool. Jeez, this is awesome. Can I, can I just take my picture with you? And then his friend came over and he wanted his picture with me too. <laughs> Again, for a five-minute appearance in one episode of the show. Uh, amazing. And in the case of Henny, um, I asked him, I said, because he, he's from South Africa. I said, where did you see this show? He says, in South Africa. It's like, wow. I mean, and that amazes me, you know, with technology today, the fact that many of you listening out there I know are in far places like Australia and New Zealand. Um, it's really cool how the world is shrinking and how you can reach people everywhere. But back to the cruise. So you've heard from the organizer, you've heard from the cruise director. What was our impression of the cruise? Well, um, it was great. We had a fantastic time. Um, we... Uh, Everyone who's on this cruise, and that's important to understand, this is a clothing optional cruise. It's called a nude cruise, but it's clothing optional. So there were people on the cruise that were always dressed. And of course, that's good for couples where one spouse doesn't want to be nude. This is an opportunity for them to vacation together, which is, of course, much more complicated in places like Bear Oaks, where we really want to create a homogeneous, naturist environment and uh, nudity is expected. So that certainly is, is an option. Um, it was also an option for people, unfortunately, who wanted to come and look. Um, there were a few, um, I think there, I only saw single men who were dressed the entire time, sometimes really excessively dressed. I mean, it was puzzling how much clothing they were wearing, given that it was incredibly hot and humid on deck. But they were walking around a lot. Now, you know, if you're a, an established naturist uh, like Linda and I, it, it doesn't phase you really because the vast 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 majority of people were nude uh, you know 90 plus percent certainly on the deck everybody was nude there were you know there were a few people who just weren't fitting in and i but it does allow people uh who are not naturists to come on the cruise and experience it and from that standpoint i do think it's good to have clothing optional beaches where people can slowly learn what it is and uh, can uh experience that naturism is not threatening it's not a big deal but clearly for some people who are on the ship despite being surrounded by thousands of nude people um, they still kept their clothes on and the reason for that is not clear to me Um, and so as a result it is not necessarily the ideal place to the cruise that is is not necessarily the ideal place for first timers which kind of goes against what i just said but I did meet a, a young woman who was there for the first time. And uh, for the first time trying naturism, not just for the first time on a nude cruise. And she 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 found some of it odd. I mean, she was, uh, first of all, unfortunately, she was approached by uh, swingers, uh, being an attractive single woman. Uh, she she was asked if, by a few people uh, whether they wanna, she wanted to go and party with them. And... Uh, they were swinging girls on cruise. Again, this is a very open cruise, a very clothing optional cruise. There are very strong, strict rules um, by uh, bare necessities. There's no, you can't just walk around, for example, with lingerie. You can't wear, uh, you know, suggestive stuff. You certainly, there's no inappropriate behavior uh, allowed in public areas. And they have a lot of extra staff from bare necessities to ensure that that doesn't happen. 
Uh, they're always patrolling. So they, there's not just a crew. Then there's a whole bunch of people from Bear Necessities making sure everything's okay. So we certainly never saw anything that would suggest there were swingers on board other than we knew some of the clubs and we could tell by the behavior of a few people or the conversations that were happening uh, that we overheard. But it wasn't a big deal and certainly didn't bother us. But for this uh, woman, um, it gave her the impression at first that you know, naturism was all about sex and it made her uncomfortable. And so, you know, we fortunately, we, we got chatting. Uh, she's from Belgium and uh, being Francophone and me speaking French as well, we got chatting. And, you know, I said, well, how many people have approached you? She said, oh, I don't know. Well, let's say it's a lot. Let's say a dozen. She says, oh, not that many. Also, let's say it's even more than that. Let's say it's 20. Okay. Let's assume there's 20 people out there that may that are, might be swingers and might have approached you. You've got to recognize there's 3,000 people on this ship. And the real naturists are not interested in approaching you. They're going to respect your time and your space. Um, they are um, they're there for themselves and to enjoy themselves. And they'll start chatting with you like I have because we have a, something in common that we might discover, but they're not going to seek you out. And again, I, I don't want to sound too judgmental about swingers. If that's what people want to do, good for them. Um, it's not my thing. I, I can't imagine why I'd want to do that. It's not a pure environment, but it's probably, on the other hand, what society would be like if we didn't have this big hang-up about nudity. You know, if society was just much more tolerant and we got rid of all these laws and rules and we could just be nude whenever we want to, that's what it would be like. This cruise ship was probably a an example. You know, there would be some of us who would hang around who would be more naturist or ethical naturists in values. Then there would be people who would be still the exhibitionists and who have the, the fetishes and things like that. And they would be mixed together and we would live together in some sort of harmony and we would hang out in our own groups and everybody would be happy. Um, but we don't live in that society. We live in a society where we are to create these enclaves. Um, and that's where I think you have to be more specific about what you are. Are you a swingers place? Or are you a, a naturist club, a nudist club, an ethical na- a naturist club, a clothing optional club? Whatever you are, let's be clear about it. But back to the cruise, um, it, was, it was still a fantastic experience, particularly if you're comfortable uh, being nude and you are just enjoy it for what it is. Um, certainly from age standpoint, it doesn't do anything for uh, the whole, you know, the story that of the aging of naturism or nudism. Uh, I would say, you know, my wife and I are in our late 40s and I would say 80% of people are uh, older than we are. But that's not because of the aging of naturism. That's because you have to have a certain amount of money to be able to afford the cruise. And you're more likely to have that when you're later in your life. You also have to have the time, um, you know, to take these vacations. And, you know, this is an adult-only cruise. Not adult-only because there's anything uh, adult from a sexuality standpoint happening or because nudity is deemed to be adult. That's not a problem either. Um, But because uh, some, as Nancy said, they had tried... uh, children's cruises or cruises that were children were allowed or family-friendly cruises, and they got very few people participating. And that's because when you have children, you're earlier in life, you're younger, you don't have as much money, you're probably working harder. Um, your children, depending on their age, uh, it's you, you either have to, uh, you know, if you're not bringing them, then you have to find babysitting, which makes it harder for you to go because you can't necessarily find people to take care of your kids for a week. 
And if they're older, it's hard to pull them out of school. Uh, we might have liked to bring our teenage uh, boys with us on this cruise, but even if we'd been allowed to, uh, they're at the point where missing that much high school would be too disruptive. And so we couldn't have done it on this particular schedule. So it's not surprising that most people on the cruises, or in, certainly on this cruise, were older for all those reasons. That doesn't mean you can't be younger and enjoy yourself. There were plenty of people who, who were there who were younger. Remember, there were 3,000 people, and we met you know, lots of young people, people younger than ourselves. Um, it is, uh, I guess the only other disappointment was the fact that you had to be dressed in port, and that's nobody's fault on the cruise line or with bare necessities as the organizers. Um, you know, you go into places like Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, the three stops we did on this cruise, and they can be fairly conservative countries, and officials come on board to inspect. The pilot comes on board before we even uh, reach port and walks through the ship. Um, those people, if they see nudity, can be very upset and very offended, and it could cause a whole cruise to be fined, banned, people could be charged criminally. So we can't be nude in port, and we can't be nude as we approach port, and that's understandable. Um, but it does make it a little um, uncomfortable, shall we say, because we're used to traveling and staying in naturist resorts, and uh, you still go out and you tour and you visit the area and you visit the sites as we did. We took some fantastic tours uh, in the ports of call we were at. We saw all kinds of interesting fauna and flora and uh, wildlife and uh, but it's hot and humid and then when we return to the ship what you really want to do is take your clothes off you want to take your clothes off and just let your body breathe and go for a swim but you can't because you're still in port you have to wait until the ship leaves and about half an hour out of uh, port then you can finally take your clothes off so that part's a little bit disappointing but it's nobody's fault there's nothing you can do about it it still was an incredible trip. It was a fantastic experience. Cruising, if you've never done it before, is really great for a variety of reasons. Uh, first, you travel so comfortably because, you know, when you travel from place to place now, it's pack, go to the airport, go through security, take half your clothes off, ironically, put them back on, um, wait, wait, and wait, delays, delays, delays. That's traveling by air. Traveling by ship means you get back on the ship, you get a drink, you sit by the pool, and your ship travels. Your hotel room travels with you. You never have to pack or unpack. And every day or two, you're in a different place, and you get to see new sites. I mean, that is the best way to travel. Your travel is as much part of the vacation as the destinations you're going to. And people say that, you know, cruise ships are boring and you can't just sit around and do nothing. Well, there was more to do on the ship than I, I wanted to do or could have done uh, if I tried to do everything. There were concurrent activities. There were seminars all the time, some put on by the cruise ship itself, uh, some put on by bare necessities. There was some great uh, photography um, seminars put on by Michael Cooney of the Nature Society, for example. Um, there were booths set up by the major naturist organization like Young Naturist America and uh, Anner and some resorts were there. Um, there were shows every night. There was a major uh, show in the main theater every night, musical. Um, there was also comedians. There were several nightclubs you could go to at night. 
um, in different themes. You want country music, you want comedians, you want a piano bar. It was all there. There was a library. You could do shopping. Very good prices on shopping while you were on board. There was a casino where you could go and gamble. Uh, you could go to the gym. Uh, you could play a variety of sports. There was a basketball courts. There was mini golf. Um, you could, uh, you, and of course, you could just sit around by the pool. You could go to the hot tub. Um, you could relax. And what everybody talks about, there were more eating opportunities, basically 24 hours a day, than anybody could handle. Um, you don't have to gain weight. You can eat responsibly, or you can not worry about it and deal with it later. Um, you did have to be dressed, by the way, in the formal dining rooms, but you didn't have to eat uh, in the formal dining rooms. There were many other places you could eat. And unlike the other ships, you didn't have to dress formally, even in the formal dining room. There was no formal night. Uh, shorts and a nice uh, T-shirt was more than acceptable in the dining room. Uh, the formal dining room, that is. And everywhere else, all the other eating opportunities, all the different, you know, could have Indian food, you could have um, a deli, you could have all kinds of foods. Any of those places, you could be nude. So you could be nude everywhere else in the ship. And some people were. Some people were nude all the time. Uh, I, I couldn't believe this, but there were people who were more hardcore about being nude than I was. And uh, because it was it was cold. The air conditioning was just way too cold in some parts of the ship. Um, but some people were still nude. And, you know, good for you. I, I just uh, I couldn't tolerate it myself. Um, and so, yeah, you could be nude everywhere. Theater, gym, spa, wherever you wanted, shops. You could be nude unless you were in port. And so for that reason, it was it was a great experience. Incredible service everywhere. Good food, lots to do. Wonderful traveling. Cruising is a great type of vacation. And of course, if you're going to cruise, a nude cruise is the way to go. And Bear Necessities has many options for nude cruising. And so I would encourage everyone to try to fit into your life at some point a nude cruise. It can actually be very affordable. Uh, for an entire eight-day cruise, um, you could get an inside cabin for, on, on this ship, I think it was about $800. That's, that's it for the entire week. And uh, so you just have to get yourself to Fort Lauderdale. You can drive there. It's very cost-effective. You get on a ship, $800 or so, and you've got yourself an inside cabin. Um, you know, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good because that includes everything. That includes all the food. The only thing are not, that are not included is are your drinks, your alcoholic drinks. Um, and if you want to take excursions, then you have to pay a few bit, bit extra for some of the different tours depending on what you select. But that is a very affordable uh, vacation and a wonderful one at that. So certainly there's more expensive options and you can we, you know, we had a beautiful cabin with a, a balcony. But I should say that we probably spent 20 minutes over eight days on that balcony. And most of the time when we were in our cabin, it was dark because we were sleeping because you spend most of your time with, out, out there on the ship or out in port in the different uh, destinations you're at. So you don't necessarily miss a huge lot by having an inside cabin, and it certainly is very affordable. So take a cruise when you have a chance. Uh, take a look at the Bear Necessities website. There's uh, links uh, at the show notes, like with everything else we've talked about in the show. And uh, hopefully you'll have the opportunity to enjoy a wonderful week and a wonderful escape, hopefully, from the winter as well.
Well, that's all once again for this episode of The Naturist Living Show. Thank you for listening. My name again is Stéphane Deschênes. I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And you'll be able to find links to everything we've talked about in the show notes on the website at naturistliving.bearoaks, that's B-A-R-E, of course, bearoaks.ca, because we are in Canada. And keep sending your notes and your suggestions. I always appreciate reading them. I respond to everybody. I can't read them all on the show anymore, but uh, I do enjoy getting them because that's what keeps me going. We, you know, this, I don't get paid for this. This is something I do because of my passion for ethical naturism. And so uh, when you let me know that you appreciate listening to it and what parts you like or you make suggestions, um, it encourages me. So please keep sending the notes. The show's email address is naturistliving at bearoaks.ca. Again, that's B-A-R-E, bearoaks.ca, because we're in Canada. Join us again in about a month for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. Traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca. Thank you.